Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of We Gonna Talk. I'm your host, Tania, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Y'all, do you guys hear my voice? It's coming up a little bit because I have practiced (laughs) for the last four minutes to bring my voice out of Barry White, but maybe as I continue to record, it'll come up at least in octave. It's 5 a.m. and I'm recording because I promise it's the only time that I could fit recording in this week. So here I am sounding like somebody's uncle. (laughs) Anyway, let me catch up with you guys because last week my head was down in the books, um, heavy in work and I didn't spend any time with you guys last week and I in the past, I apologize for it, but I'm not going to apologize for it. If you look forward to my podcast, I had to take care of me. And for me, if that means I have to sacrifice something, it's it's going to be the podcast every time because it's new. <laughs> it's not sponsored. I have no obligation here. Um, but self-care. I've got to preserve my energy. And so I hope that y'all give me grace. Um, but my head was down last week. I think I had mentioned on the the actual last podcast episode that I recorded um, that I was approaching like the middle of the term for school. And so my head was down. I had a paper to write. The paper did pretty well. Um, I actually took a test. I scored beautifully on the test, guys. So I needed that time so I could make sure that I am still successful in my program. Anyway, what else have I been up to? Busy in work? Um, Not so much stress there, so that's going well. What else? Everyone in my household is doing pretty good. Y'all, my throat is hurting right now because Texas goes from summer to winter. There is no fall. So my throat is hurting. Yesterday was the first day of winter here. (laughs) It was the first day of winter here. We started at a high temp, a higher temperature. I'll say that. And by the end of the day, we were in the, like at 40 degrees, windy, raining. I mean, storming. I don't know what that's about, but my throat is having some feeling some of the effects of that so yeah I don't know if y'all can hear it but I think the there is a smoke alarm or smoke detector beeping and I'm closed up behind two doors actually in the bathroom and the closet I've got those doors closed but I still hear it beeping so if y'all hear it beeping that's what it is anyway how are y'all doing did y'all have a great week Is it winter where you are? (laughs) Because it's cold here. If it's your first time listening, I don't know how you found this podcast, but I'm appreciative that you press play. If you're a return listener, thank you so much for giving me grace. Thank you for showing up for me. I love you. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get down to business. Let's talk. Some things didn't go. As we hoped for, one of them being um, the election of 
Stacey Abrams in the state of Georgia. I mean, the most incredible person that I think was super overqualified for the responsibility of that role. And I'm just, I can't help but express my disappointment there. Y'all, I'm so disappointed. I was rooting for Stacey Abrams and it didn't work out in her favor. Um, I don't know if y'all have been seeing anything across the media or social media, but the outcome is like white people refuse to vote for her. (laughs) They were, Georgia is dead set on not flipping that state to blue. So they're going to hold on to immorality, inequitability, misogyny, bigotry, (laughs) Uh, all all the isms, racism, sexism that is behind the current administration that y'all chose to re-elect. Shout out to the people that actually showed up, voted for change, and it didn't happen for y'all. It was one of the ones that made me sad. Also, also, how how is there a runoff between Warnock and and Walker? <laughs> I don't understand that for the life of me. These are not two people who are similar in any way, shape, or form other than the fact that they are Black. But the people who refuse to let the state flip blue came out strong for Herschel Walker, and it's asinine, in my opinion. But he's Black, (laughs) you know? We're not racist. He's Black. But I guess... Texas didn't show up for Beto O'Rourke. That was my best hope for change, but I see that didn't happen. Texas, they want to preserve their conservatism. And I'm starting to feel like this is not a forever home for me because I don't align politically with the state of Texas. And that's okay. Exploring opportunities to get the heck out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We gonna pick up and go. <laughs> what else? Speaking of Texas, I think we had talked about um the student debt forgiveness plan that the Biden administration had come up with, and we were excited about it, and some of us even applied. Well, the state of Texas is the reason that that's being held up because there is a lawsuit there. Um, They say that the forgiveness plan is against the law. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I didn't do any research because quite frankly, I'm over it. That's like reason number 4,372,286. Why Texas is getting on my nerves. Anyway, because I missed last week, I didn't get the opportunity to talk about takeoff. I'm pretty sure all of your other podcasts have talked about it. And I really kind of hate that um, the podcast kind of comes out at the end of the week because y'all have already heard all the things. And so I feel like I'm kind of repeating, but this is worth repeating. Rest in peace, takeoff. He's a rapper from the group Migos. 
out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, as of this morning, I guess his funeral was held yesterday, Friday. There was so much love shown to him and his family in the streets as the hearse carrying his body drove through the streets of Atlanta. I mean, it was so much love, but y'all, it was so senseless. That man was minding his business. Like you can't mind your business and stay alive. <laughs> like I, 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 this is a hard one. Takeoff was 28 years old. I don't listen to Migos. Um, I think therefore the a, a generation behind me who can appreciate that music. I am old school, but I always have been old school, but this is not about me right now. From what I understand through the outpouring of love and memories um, about takeoff, he was quiet. He kept his head down. He wasn't in any mess. So like, this is a, a for real for tragedy, right? This is so tragic because Hey, I'm not saying anybody deserves death, but if you mind your business, you're not in these streets. Death should not be not death by a stray bullet that wasn't even intended for you. But then are stray bullets not intended for anybody? Because I mean, I feel like if somebody's firing shots, then bullets are always intended for somebody. But I'm really sad for takeoff. I'm sad for his family. I don't think that he had any children. So um, I guess for me, there's a comfort there that there's no child that has to grow up without their dad <laughs> who had been sense senselessly and tragically murdered. My God, um, man, I, I really hope the best for the family during this very, very difficult time. We really need to do something about guns in America. I I am all for the Second Amendment. Don't get me wrong. I am a gun owner. I, I like to shoot. I do. But if harshening um, access to guns, getting rid of certain types of guns that kill masses of people, if that is necessary to bring down um, gun violence, I think it's for the greater good of the nation, right? But I don't know if we'll ever reach that point. <laughs> and that's sad. Anyway. Oh, guys, can we talk about Wakanda forever? I am so excited to see this movie. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I try to buy tickets to go today, which is Saturday. But all the seats for later on are pretty much sold out or either there's staggered seats in my family. We want to sit together. So y'all, we're going to see Wakanda Forever at nine o'clock this morning, which is part of the reason why I am recording this podcast at 5 a.m. <laughs> but y'all, I am so excited in my spirit to go and see this movie. I think from some of the clips that I've seen, I think it was done beautifully and thoughtfully. It even brought Rihanna back into music. And so I actually like that song. I've heard some mixed reviews. People think it's a little somber, but if you consider it goes to the it goes to the soundtrack of the movie, which is honoring Chadwick Boseman. I mean, I guess it is fitting. I kind of like it, though. It's grown on me. I've been listening to it this week. 
Anyway, I, I'm looking right now. It says that Wakanda Forever is already at $200 million. Are you serious? I, that's beautiful. In an opening weekend, uh, congratulations to Ryan Coogler and everybody who participated in the making of this film. Oh, and shout out to everybody who hasn't spoiled it on social media. I don't know if we all collectively agreed to not share anything about the movie this weekend, but if we did, y'all are holding y'all's end of the bargain down down because I haven't seen anything. Well, I really haven't been on social media this week, but I haven't seen anything from the accounts that I actually do follow. So y'all are the MVPs for not spoiling it. Thank you. Thanksgiving is approaching y'all. Thanksgiving is in what about two weeks, a little less than two weeks. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't feel like it doesn't feel really holiday-ish to me. Maybe as we continue to get closer to it, maybe it'll feel like it's a holiday, but, or do we just skip Thanksgiving? <laughs> do we just skip Thanksgiving? Because after, after Halloween, we go directly into Christmas decor. So maybe Halloween, I'm sorry, maybe Thanksgiving doesn't even count anymore. Okay, so I've been heavy on the Christmas lately. Heavy on the Christmas. I believe that as soon as July comes, it's almost Christmas time, right? Get through those first six months of the year. It's almost Christmas. I'm listening to Christmas music. I am watching a Christmas movie. That's my favorite holiday. And so this week, I have been jamming to... A Holly Dolly Christmas. That's Dolly <laughs> Dolly Parton. That's her Christmas album, y'all. She's got a deluxe version, and I am ecstatic about it. If you didn't know, Dolly is my favorite country star. I absolutely love her. And so I, I mean I I will pull up next to a car and have Dolly on blast. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Um, the things you least expect, right? I'm ready to put up my Christmas tree. I've seen other people through their windows. They have their trees up. And so I feel like it wouldn't be irrational of me to pull my tree out of the storage and set it up with the dec with the decorations, right? Is there is it too early for eggnog? Because I feel like I might as well spike some. And put my tree up and nobody in my family supports this. So as I do most years, it's by myself. There is no allure or appeal in helping me decorate the tree. Um, my son, once I told him that it is a fictitious character that we support to bring joy to the children I'm on I think that was a couple of Christmases ago when he was 10. I went ahead and spoiled it for him. Y'all, he cried. <laughs> it brought tears to his eyes. He cried and I felt such guilt, but I was tired of the fictitious character getting the credit when I was working really hard. I wasn't going to keep up that lie past that year. I couldn't wait till he turned 10. Anyway. He moved through it beautifully, processed, he processed his emotions, and we're all good now. 
yeah, we're good now. But I'm going to put my tree up. I'm going to have some spiked eggnog when I do it. I spent some time in the classroom this week. And I was back with the kiddos that I talked about um, a few weeks ago. I was back with those kiddos. Y'all, it was a wild, wild day. One of the sweetest ones. I don't know if how he was triggered, but y'all, he was so angry or upset all day. One, it broke my heart. I mean, it broke my heart because he's mostly nonverbal and to see him so frustrated with the inability of communicating how he was feeling. I mean, he was swinging on the teacher. They had him almost like barricaded, right? In this little timeout room that has like cushions and things like that. Um, so they can go in there and relax. Even if they want to turn the light out, they can just chill on a huge bean bag and kind of calm down. He wouldn't calm down, y'all. He was trying to like scale the wall, jump over the um, barrier. This It was a soft barrier, like a mat that they had at the door to prevent him from coming out because he had been running all over the classroom, just so frustrated. And I don't know what was triggering for him, but y'all, it was really hard to watch. But it, I, I don't know how the teacher does it, honestly. I don't know how the teacher does it. I show up just to help, right? Um, and he takes a lick in y'all. That that child was like coming from behind him with them fists. You could hear him land them. And I wanted to just take it for the teacher because he gets it every day. Just beaten up. <clears throat> and God bless him for his patience. I don't know if there's another way that he can go about, you know, go about the situation. But I he leaves black and blue every day and he keeps showing up and so that's what makes me keep showing up is just to be there and be supportive of him I, I bless his heart y'all that's all I can say because I don't I, I don't know I might want to just grab the hands and hold them but then the boy kicks so I guess that's not helpful I don't know I'm thinking about working in a jail and you can't do the kids that way. So I don't know, but I'm, I'm not cut out for just taking the hits, right? <laughs> At one point, I could tell that the teacher, he actually got a little upset. And so he had to walk away because the boy, <laughs> y'all, the boy jumped up and got over the mat that was at the door like the barricade he got up he punched that man right in what appeared to be his ears slash neck region like the side of his neck and you could hear it it landed so hard and the boy came it's like he did a running start jump up like street fighter landed that punch that teacher and it was so unexpected he knocked the man's glasses off his face several times it was just like my God. Uh, yesterday, I got to spend some time at my son's school. 
And that was interesting. It was um, another special ed class and it was, it was fun. Um, Those kids are not autistic. They just have learning challenges, some more um, severe than others, but beautiful kids nonetheless. Um, I think it was like seven or eight kids, but just beautiful kids who haven't really discovered their strengths yet. And so, and then middle school is hard. Middle school is hard. The kids are mean, y'all. I I was hearing some of the things that was being said and middle school is hard. I, I remember middle school for me and middle school for me. I mean, I was the kid that didn't, I just didn't care, but I didn't care what people thought of me. I have a twin sister and I mean, we kicked it together. So if any people, any other people, any other girls wanted to hang out with me and my sister, we welcome that. But if nobody else wanted to hang out with me and my sister, it was perfectly fine because I was born into the world with a best friend. You know what I'm saying? But these kids are a lot more harsh, I think. (laughs) They're a lot more harsh and, you know, they have access and exposure to some of everything because of social media and social media and cell phones and iPads and things like that. So, um, as a reward for the kids staying on task and doing well, we took a walk. One of the kids asked to go outside and walk on the track, um, just to, you know, burn off some energy And so we're walking and um, three of the kids were black. So I, you know, being a black, (laughs) a a black woman, I really want to spend some time with them because I noticed that when we went to their pals, a pal, a pal is just like a, a kid a kid who is excelling and doing well, kind of partners with a child that is, that has some struggles or some learning disability. And so it, because these kids are isolated in kind of like their own classroom, they don't really get to interact with the other kids. So the PAL opportunity is there for them to interact and engage with their peers. Um, but I saw the little, the black, the three black kids kind of isolate themselves. They didn't know how to like enter, you know, uh, um, assert themselves um, into the, the larger group, which was predominantly not black. Um, and so you could just kind of see how they were hanging their heads. So I just wanted to spend some time with them um, and just talk to them. So I did. I did that and I ended up having a conversation with one of the young ladies. It was two girls, one boy um, and one of the young ladies and having a conversation with her, she just opened up about not feeling smart and not feeling she, this, this is what she told me y'all. And it broke my heart. She said, I'm not, smart 
and I want to be a businesswoman, but I'm not going to be successful because I am not smart. And I I really want to break out crying because I told y'all I stay crying, but I had to keep it together. We had, to, I, I felt an, obli- an obligation to talk to her about comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy, right? It will keep you feeling like you're unworthy of good things and incapable of doing anything good. And so in talking to the young lady, I mean, it brought, it brought up something for me that I constantly have to tell even myself, but I share it with anybody who will listen that our beliefs influence our thoughts our thoughts influence our feelings and our feel and all of that influences our behavior right so what we believe what we believe at our core our core beliefs influence the way that we think right and if we believe that we are not good enough we will think things like i'll never be successful they will make you feel like you're unworthy of good things and then your behavior will reflect that. So I had this meaningful conversation with this young woman, oh, this young girl, and um, she kind of became my little bestie, if I can be honest. She became my little bestie that day, Um, but it made me think about how many of us as adults too walk around here um <laughs> believing certain things about ourselves that influence um the way that we think the way that we <laughs> talk to ourselves um it, it it impacts the way that we feel and it impacts the way that we respond every day the way that we show up in the world i'm i i can even talk to myself this way of thought didn't just come out of nowhere right? It didn't just come out of nowhere. I have to talk to myself kindly because for years, my self-worth was wrapped up in performance. And if I can be honest, it started in my family with having to show up and be pretty all the time. So my grandma would approve. And this is not me in any way like targeting my family, but this is me being transparent. So my self-worth was wrapped up or it was, I associated it with what I did instead of knowing that who I am is just good enough and deserving of love and deserving of good things. And so I spend a lot of time engaging on this very topic about what we believe, what we tell ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, talk to ourselves really is influential in how we show up in the world. So a lot of who we are is based on what we believe at our core. And if at our core, we are unsure of who we are and what we deserve that's how we show up in the world. And I want so much for that little girl, just like I want so much for all of us that I hope that we can take some time, do some reflection, do some self work. It's worth it, y'all.
I remember in undergrad walking around my university's campus in five inch stilettos, constantly having to be pretty hair always done, makeup always done. I mean, to the extent that y'all, I would do a full face of makeup, flat iron my hair. Um, and if I was late to class, if it made me late to class, I just wouldn't go to that class because then I was insecure about showing up to the class late because I didn't want all eyes on me. But then I just spent all this time putting myself together. I am certain I'll go into this a little deeper on a, on another episode because I think a lot of us, our self-worth at some point in our lives before we do the work, before we are enlightened, before we come into, you know, um, resources and tools that help us to grow through it, our self-worth is tied to what we do. And I, I, I hate that for us, <laughs> but I, it's my prayer that um, the young lady's family will actually take an interest in, you know, her emotional development and her psychological development. I just don't want them to let her just keep getting older and not acknowledging her feelings. And I need them to, you know, speak life into her. She needs it. I wish I could see her every day. I challenged her to stand in front of the mirror and say one good thing to herself. One thing she likes about herself. One thing that she knows to be true about herself. Just an affirmation, I guess, is what I'm saying. To stand in the mirror and to say something that affirms her. I told her I'd do it too. She promised me. I hope she thinks about it at least one time. There's a, there's something about standing in the mirror, looking at yourself. <laughs> it's, initially, it might feel a little weird. Yeah, something kind of happens. And then I end up smiling at myself, which also feels weird, but it is for a positive reason. So I, I encourage her to do that. If y'all don't do it, it, it's a good practice too. It really does help to change the way that you see yourself, what you believe about yourself, what you think about yourself. And that reflects in how you show up in the world every day, believing that you're worth being here, that you're worth good things happening to you and that you have so much value to add to the world. And that, and that I believe you attract that back when you go out into the world. Anyway, my rant for this week has to do with um, schools pushing an agenda. So it started off with my son bringing home an assignment um, from his social studies class. My son has this male social studies teacher and the social studies in middle school here is focused on Texas history. And so I'm not feeling that, but okay. Um, so my rant has to do with the fact that um, there's an agenda being pushed. Okay, so my son brought home this assignment and it was to read this um, short story about this 
I'm going to go ahead and say colonizer. Um, and then the writing assignment that um, was to follow asked, you know, do you think that this person is a hero? And then whatever your answer is, then, and they had to write the opposing thought, right? So my son, so this person came literally to land where there were people who existed already. So indigenous people. And so this person comes and this person um, is given some authority to kind of like manage, manage the land. And so he comes in and these people own the land, the indigenous people own their land. They have the titles to the land. And for whatever reason, this person says, no, I believe that your titles are forged. And so now you have to pay me or yes, pay me this amount of money um, in order to, you know, have your land, keep your land. And so these people they're like a taxation, you know what I'm saying? So the people had to do it. But there was there ended up being a revolt against this person. And um, in the end, he ended up, you know, fleeing because the community was the indigenous people and the community. They were going to rise up against him in rebellion. So first of all, the wording, <clears throat> excuse me, the wording of the short story um tries to make this colonizer look like this amazing, helpful person. They're like, he helped settle more than 800 families, helped settle more than 800 families. He had slaves, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy to me. The way that the narrative is depicted when they want to push a certain agenda to make it feel less harmful and if I can be honest, it upsets me because critical race theory is huge here and it's banned here. And in my son's school district, certain books are banned because they want to protect certain children from the truths about this nation. Um, but stories like the ones my one my son brought home for his assignment are using are cre you know, creating a narrative so that we don't have to believe that colonization was harmful. <laughs> it, it was harmful. It hurt people and it even, um, you know, took lives. So my frustration came in the assignment where my son didn't believe. So his response was, no, you know, I don't feel like this person is a heroic by any means. The uh, other part of the assignment had required my son to have to argue the opposite. Um, and so my son was struggling to try to paint this man, this colonizer in a good light because he didn't do anything heroic. You know what I'm saying? Came to establish land, <laughs> took it over, called them a lie. <laughs> made them pay for pay him for land that they already owned and had titles to it's like how do you how do you paint that 
in a positive light. So my son comes to me and words matter to me. The way I get through life is um, being intentional about the use of words. And so I, I will always have my son look up the definition of a word. And so the definition of hero had to do with like a person having courage. And so we literally could only do the assignment by sticking to the actual definition of the word hero, because it did take courage for him to come there (laughs) to settled land already. And, um, you know, bully people essentially out of their titles and out of money to live on land that they already possessed. Like, yes. So that is how my son um, wrote his response. But it really, really set me off internally because I can't stand the narrative, y'all. Anyway, that I'm finished because I'm, I'm about to get upset. <laughs> y'all know I don't do a rant without having a moment of gratitude as well. So this week I'll say I'm grateful for being able to disassociate myself from harmful beliefs about myself that limited me, that kept me afraid, create a life that's bigger than what um, I used to imagine. I really, really, really have come so far in my own self-development and growth. So I'm grateful that I have been able to go on a self-worth journey. Not that I'm finished by any means, but I am growing out of certain mindsets and I'm having less neurotic thoughts and moving in a way and thinking in a way that's beneficial to me, that that helps me to acknowledge my own value, my own self-worth. And that produces a confidence that lets me walk into a room and show up in different relationships, believing and entrusting that I add value to every room that I'm in. That is what I'm grateful for. So if we can shift what we believe about ourselves, it really will influence how we think and how we show up in the world. I encourage you to just kind of do some self-reflection, do some self-analysis, y'all. I promise you, if you're open to it, it will change your life. Yeah, that's the episode. Thank you for joining me if you made it all the way to the very end because I felt like I've been talkative this morning and y'all, my voice didn't really get much better, did it? Mm-mm, it didn't. Anyway, it's 6.30 and I've just been talking. I'm going to piece this podcast together, edit it really quickly and publish it. I hope you have an amazing weekend. I hope that you are, if it's cold where you are, like it is where I am, I hope that you're staying warm, take your vitamins, get your flu shots or COVID um, booster shots, whatever you need to do. Take care of yourself mentally, take care of yourself emotionally, love on the people that are 
loving on you in healthy ways. And I will talk to you guys hopefully next week. Bye, y'all. Thank you.